As much as I hate Space Saver spare tyres, and I do hate them, there is one worse alternative, which is metastasizing through the new car market as we speak, and that is the rise in the car with no spare. And I used to think that was just a problem for people who went outside the city, but I had an experience a couple of weeks ago which has changed my thinking on that. And I'm going to tell you about it next. I'm John Canogan from AutoExpert.com.au and I get new cars cheap. Australia only. Website. Card. Now, living flat tyre hell in a multi-storey car park in the knee of Sid in just a sec. But first... This video is sponsored by Olite. Sales starting at 8pm Wednesday the 26th of October, ending Friday at midnight. I'll have specific new Olites for you a little later in the week, but first, Christmas. Let's get a bit Baden-Powell on this, dude. Your wife deeply desires a full-sized audience multi-use work light. Splash-proof and bi-colour, so... She's going to be just as comfortable barbecuing in the rain on warm as she will be excavating your new fat cave on cool. 3,000 lumens and USB-C rechargeable. Nothing says I love you quite like a full-sized quality work light. And get yourself a cheeky swivel while you're down there. Swivel is a pocket-sized torch and a work light. Magnetic base, multi-angle, plus you can hang it. Great for the car and cheaper than your wife's new audience. Hashtag priorities. Now, if zombie slaying is more your thing, get the Warrior 3S. It's a lightsaber. It's been drop-tested and it's waterproof. There's a tail switch for fast deployment, but there's also a side switch with different brightness modes when you're not slaying the undead. If there is an inconvenient infestation of undead at your place, however, and Jim's zombie slayers are off for the holidays, you're going to be okay. Finally, my favourite Olight, the Warrior Mini 2, which I carry with me every damn day. You could probably kill a zombie or even two with one of these, except they're already dead. It's bright, versatile and tough, kind of like you, dude. And chicks certainly appreciate a man with a Warrior Mini 2-sized bulge in his trousers. It's reassuring for all concerned, even if you don't get to deploy it quite as often as you might like. I carry one with me every day and it has been most satisfying indeed. Thanks so much for asking. Link in the description, sale starts Wednesday, code for 12% off outside the sale. Also, your lovely wife is going to be most surprised by that audience, dude. Do tell her it was my idea, if you know what's good for you. I don't know how your life rolls, dude, but mine rolls like this. Most days I'm kind of in control of what I do most of the time, but on other days I'm not. I have other people pulling the strings, and the most hateful day of every month for me would be Cancer Day. I hate Cancer Day more than any other day because that's the day where I pick up my ageing father and I take him to the hospital for his cancer treatment. And before there's the outcry of support, that's not what this is about, okay? It's just a hateful day that puts me in a particular frame of mind, but 
If you are motivated to say whatever about that, then I appreciate the sentiment. And he's doing quite okay, subject to being 86 years old and having his DNA betray him. They've got a miraculous new treatment for melanoma and it's apparently working. So fingers crossed, dude. But fair to say that at 86, you're not planning for the next 20 years. How am I going to be able to fund my life in 20 years time? And he's a realist about that too. So anyway, I go to the hospital, which is in the northern suburbs of Sydney, so it's full of affluent dudes with problems. And we go to the car park, and the smart money in that car park, I know it so well now, I never wanted to know the topography of the hospital as well as I know it now, but I know it pretty well now. And you should park on level four at the sand, pro tip, because that's the level where you can just walk straight across into the main entry level of the hospital. So there, counterintuitively. Now, I've just come back from dropping him off. We've had the usual sunny disposition chat with the oncologist, and I've dropped him off for his two-hour infusion, and I'm heading out. I'm going to pick him up later. So I'm train spotting through the car park because there's often some interesting rich folks' cars in that car park. And I see a plug-in hybrid. And I'm not going to name it because all plug-in hybrids that I'm aware of and all EVs and plenty of other cars as well have no friggin' spare. So this is a common problem, although it would suit me to demonise this particular car, but they're all in the same boat. And who has that many rocks in their glass house, honestly? Anyway, I'm walking past this car and it's listing down to one side on the rear bumper. It's like this. And I go, it shouldn't be doing that. So I have a look and the front right-hand tyre is kind of flat. And I go, mm, that's going to be double whammy of depression for the person who comes back to retrieve their car after whatever at the hospital. It's hardly ever good news, unless, of course, you're in the maternity ward giving birth to another member of society because that's what the human race needs, more people. Anyway... The people are in the car, and it's a woman about my age, and she's sitting next to her elderly father, and I'm going, this is like a window. Anywho, I tap on the window, and I say, got a flat tyre, and she goes, yeah, I thought I did. And I go, uh, have you got time? I could help you, if you like. And she goes, oh, that'd be lovely. And we pop the boot and get out the m mobility kit. And I mosey on up to the front of the car and I kind of look down at the tyre and there's two holes in the sidewall that you can basically put a couple of fingers in. So I look at the mobility kit and I go, useless as tits on a bull, dude. I didn't say that to the woman. She was sort of, you know, well-heeled and, yeah, dignified. So I thought I wouldn't inflict my YouTube character on her. She didn't deserve that. So we went down this track of how do you get out of this fix? How do you get back to the point where you can drive? And every option, they've only got one car. Hubby is like tens of kilometres away and he has no ability to rescue her, no easy ability to rescue her. And roadside assistance, because brand of car comes with roadside assistance and they're definitely still in the gun for that. And the only problem with that is what you do with a car like that with a flat tyre is you tow it. How the hell? Do you get a tow truck onto level four of a multi-storey car park? You're going to have to do one of two things, aren't you? You're going to have to come with a jack and a jack stand and jack the car up, pull the wheel off and get another car and drive it off to a tyre retailer and get them to fit the tyre and then 
drive back and repeat that process. Or you're going to have to drive the car out and get it onto roadside assistance flatbed after driving it several hundred metres on the concrete, which might damage the rim and it might also damage the concrete in the car park, which the hospital might arc up about and send you a bill for because I'm sure there's CCTV. So we go down this track and I say, well, you have to ring roadside assistance and you're going to have to tell them what the problem is and tell them that the mobility kit is not going to help and see what they say because they might have a miraculous solution to this problem. But as I said, what was going to have to happen was they're going to have to get that car onto the truck somehow. The roadside assistance mob might have to go to a dealership and purloin a wheel and tyre from the dealership and fit it to the car and drive the car down and tow it and then tow it to a tyre retailer and then they'd have to ring around and find the right retailer, which has got the right tyre, and then get that fitted at the tyre joint and she's away. And I thought, what a hell on earth solution to what would otherwise have been a 10-minute problem solution gig, right? If that car had had a space saver spare tyre, 10 to 12 minutes, I would have had the space saver on the car and she would have been mobile again. And I felt like a failure, frankly, because I really was unable to help her in the moment. And she was dropping her father off on a similarly, seemingly depressing sort of excursion into the health whatever. And don't get me wrong, I'm not down on the health system. The best time to have cancer is right now, because 20 years ago, much more Dickensian, okay? And it, it, the best time to have cancer would be in 20 years' time, in 20 years, sort of thing, okay? I'm not down on them at all. I'm just saying it's not fun. It's not like going to the friggin' movies, is it, you know? If they just had a space saver, it could have been solved. So there is this conversation philosophically that happens with all car makers, right? And you've got the product planning engineering types against the bean counters. And the bean counters want to get rid of that spare because you can save $10 per car, maybe more, by getting rid of it. It's And it's easy to axe and it gives you room for the battery and all that stuff. And I used to think, because I wasn't thinking hard enough about this predicament until this particular light bulb friggin' moment the other week, when this doesn't just happen out in the boonies. This happens in the middle of the most populous city in the country, right? So instead of just dealing with the stress of dropping her father for some procedure at a hospital at his advanced age, she's also got to deal with the stress of solving this problem in the background, which could have been completely overcome in 10 to 12 minutes had that car just had a space saver. In other words, had the product planners and the engineers beaten the bean counters on that one. So this is directly to you if you are one of those asshole bean counters at a car maker and you are advocating for the abolition of the space saver or the full size spare, then shame on you, dude, because you really are doing the end user a terrible disservice. And the other piece of advice here, obviously, is that you should check the spare tyre before you buy a particular car because that space saver is really a liability on the highway, but it would get you out of trouble in situations like I just described. But no spare, which eco cars and EVs and plug-in hybrids are increasingly infested with, no spare at all, that is a freaking 
disaster. And incidentally, the reason this happened, right, she's a little bit stressed, the owner of the driver of this car, a little bit stressed on the day. And the car park is, it's just designed by a bean counter, right? Because the ramps are tight. They're the tightest ramps you can get and still maneuver a car through, right? They're terrible. So she's a little bit distressed, probably not thinking that straight, might not have been there before, is a little bit disoriented in this unfamiliar environment, in a stressful situation. She biffs the curb and it slices the tire. Car starts to feel funny. She pulls into a parking spot. A few minutes later, I turn up. And one bean counter decision different, that could have been a frown going upside down. Just saying, dude.